0: This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Steve Vickers in Christian Life Church in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit ChristianLifeChurch.com. I want to pick up from where where I was talking last Sunday. You know, I talked to you, I gave you the example about the baggage that each person brings into a relationship. I gave you the example of how Steve and I met, and I flirted with him, and he was a jerk back, and then I flirted back. (laughs) But what I showed you was what you couldn't see was the baggage that both of us had when we met, and we carried it into our relationship. I told you the example about how the bride and groom, they look so happy. They're saying the I do's, and we throw the rice as they get into the car and they're leaving to go on their honeymoon but they don't realize the baggage is in the trunk going with them. They take their baggage into the relationship and that's why a lot of churches require couples before they get married to go through a marriage course and try to confront some of the baggage before they take it into the relationship. If you've been married before and now you're in another relationship, don't think this next relationship is going to be any different if you didn't get rid of your baggage. Because what will happen is you will find yourself repeating what you did in the other relationship. And so that's the purpose of each person taking the time to look at and be honest with their self. Why do I act the way I do? What causes me to respond to you the way I do? You know, um, maybe you were molested as a child and you were violated or maybe you were verbally abused and then you grow up, you get married and you realize and you've got all these walls up, these boundaries that you're saying, you know, you're getting a little too close here, you know. You have all these things that you haven't confronted yet in your life. I shared with you about Steve and I and uh, how Steve confessed to me. He was 24, I was 20 years old, and he confessed to me. He had just gotten born again and filled the Holy Spirit and he admitted to me while he was in the Navy the affair our affairs that he had and at that moment the baggage I brought into the marriage was there was always the other woman when I was a child with my dad dad had other women and that was the thing I would point to Steve always and say one time buddy and you're out One strike, you're out. That was my attitude. So when Steve admitted it to me, he said to me, Denise, I'm fixing to tell you something, and you're going to take our baby, and you're going to leave me. I know you, Denise. That's what you're going to do. And he said, but I have got to have all of God, and I've got to have, and I'm going with God, Denise. His mind was made up. He said, I'm going with God whether you stay with me or not. And I want to say this. Steve and I, let me get my breath. I'm a little worked up thinking about all this. (sighs) Steve and I, as pastors, never tell someone to go and confess to their mate what they have done. You go and you confess to God because a lot of times the person who has brought the pain into the marriage or caused the pain, they want relief by telling their mate. That gives them relief by telling the mate. And the mate feels like And this is the way I felt it. And so I'm going to say it bluntly. I felt like I was vomited on when he told me everything. And then it was my job to clean up the vomit. You've made this mess. And now it's my job to deal with the vomit. You just vomited on me. So we learned as pastors and with wisdom. Now in Steve's and my case... It was God that Steve tell me because God wanted not just to set Steve free, but God needed to set me free from all my hurt from my childhood, my hurt toward men. I carried into the marriage uh, that men only hurt you. You can't trust a man. And that they're going to hurt me. And that was my attitude toward any man. So no matter who I had married, I would have always looked for him to cause me pain. So as pastors, when a husband or wife comes to us and says, I have made a horrible mistake. Steve and I counsel them. We, to go before God, get cleansed before God, repent to God, but don't, it is not always the right thing to tell the mate. Because what you're doing is you're causing pain in that mate, and then that, that mate is having to clean up your mess. And we make them take responsibility for their mess. And go to God and get it taken care of. And, um, but in our case, God said to me, as Steve was confessing, God said to me, listen to him, hear him out. I'm going to set him free once and for all. So I stood there and listened. I felt dead inside. I felt nothing. I felt. I didn't feel like um, hurt at that moment. I just felt like he just took a gun and shot me and that I was dead. I felt dead. So I looked at him and I said, I heard every word you just said. The thought of you touching me ever again makes me want to vomit. That very thought of you coming near me. So you can sleep in the other room until I decide what I'm going to do. I want you to understand this. It is your choice whether to forgive. It is your choice. It is your choice whether to stay in the marriage. You have that freedom. There is no right decision. I mean, wrong decision. Sometimes the right decision is to get out in my case Steve was going with God and Steve said to me Denise whether you stay with me or not I'm going to go after God I'm going to have all of God that I can have my problem was is could I forgive could I move on Could I see a future with Steve? Could I get over the pain and the disappointment? I felt I was, um, here's what I felt at that moment, the one getting hurt. I felt like I'm innocent. I haven't done anything wrong in this situation. Why have I got to get over it? Why have I got to be the one to forgive? Why have I got to be the one making all the decisions of whether we're going to make it? That's the way I was feeling. But now Steve, he was having to deal with his own where God was cleansing him. And he, was, he took ownership for what he did. Now, this is the thing. When you're the one that has caused the pain or the hurt, you must take ownership. Here's what a lot of people do when they make a mistake in a marriage. They say, well, if you hadn't been, if you haven't nagged me so much, if you hadn't beat me down so much, you know, wanting to bring blame on the other person. There is no excuse. We are all responsible for our own choices. We have to take ownership and say, I did it. I'm guilty. I am the one. Don't put the blame on the other person. Now, me, the one that was hurt, I had to go, well, maybe I wasn't enough woman. Maybe I'm just, you know, trying. I started feeling all insecure. Maybe there's something wrong with me. It, there wasn't anything wrong with me. It is sin that comes and tries to drag you down and pull you into the pit. What the devil does is he hands your shovel and says, "Dig this hole." Then he kicks you in it and looks at you down in that hole and says, "Why are you in that hole?" You know, that's what happens. But Steve took ownership. And he said, Denise, I'm guilty. I did it. I was wrong. I love you. I want to stay in the marriage. I love you. I don't want to lose you. I don't want to lose Stacy, our baby. And he said, but I know you. You're going to leave me. And in my heart, I was going to leave him. I told you I had already looked around the church. He had been gone nine months in the Navy. I'd already looked around the church and saw a lot of good-looking men serving God. And I saw men carrying their Bibles. I saw men loving their wives and children. And I didn't pick out a man I was going after. Nothing like that. But I saw there was such a thing as a good man. And I decided Steve wasn't the one I wanted. And uh, God told me, when I threw myself on the floor and cried out to God and told him I need help I'm hurting it hurts it hurts and um, I would work myself up in the pain of the thought of Steve with another woman to where I would literally go throw up the emotional torment the thought of it and I screamed out to God now let me tell you this I don't see how in the world anybody goes through this life without God. It is literally, if I had to have done this on my own, I would not have been able to move forward in my life. But because, you know, I was 20 years old. I didn't go to my pastor. I didn't go to my Sunday school teacher at that time. I didn't go to anyone in the church. I didn't call my mom and tell her because I knew mom had the same hurts that I was dealing with. So I knew mom would just say, divorce him. I didn't want to hear that. I didn't want to hear from anyone's counsel. I wanted to hear, what does God have to say? Because I knew God knew me. God knew Steve. And I knew he would tell me the right thing. So I was laying on the carpet and I said to God, I said, I'm hurting God, I'm hurting. Please God, and this is what I said. God, please let me out of this marriage. Now understand, the Bible said I could get out. I had the right to get out. But I wanted to hear what God had to say because I knew he knew my future. And so I said to God, Please let me out of this marriage I don't love him anymore and clear and I want to tell you something if you don't know this the Bible says that God's children knows his voice if you are a child of God and you've never heard his voice it is so simple It is so easy. It sounds a lot like your voice. It's that thought that comes in you. And it's a whisper. And it brings peace and comfort. And what I learned to do very young is to recognize his voice. And when first time I heard his voice, I acknowledged it when I was 14. And I said, I heard that. I heard that. And so... Listen to his voice. But he said to me, when I said, I don't love him anymore. He said back, you see this man through this. And I will give you a man you never dreamed you could have. And I said, but God, give me a man I never dreamed I could have but don't let his name be Steve Vickers. And, and I miss that. And God said back to me, I said, this man. And I put my fist in the air and yelled, you better, you better, God. You better do what you're telling me. Because I knew right then I was going to obey God. I knew right then he was making a deal with me. He was saying, Denise, if you'll stay in this marriage, if you will forgive Steve, I will give you a man you never dreamed you could have. God gave me right then a vision of what God was going to do in Steve. And I yelled back, in other words, I yelled back, it's a deal but i'm going to hold out my part god and you better hold out your part now listen to me i talk to god i'm a i'm a passionate if you have figured that out i'm a passionate person and i get passionate with god you know i talk to god in a way of He's my friend. He's my daddy. And so, and it's not a lack of respect. It's, it's walking with God. And it is a communication going on between God and me. And I'm saying, okay, God, I yield to your will. But God, I'm going to throw my whole life on you. And I'm going to trust you, God. Now listen to me. If you're coming to this church and you're listening to this marriage teaching we're giving, if you don't get the part about throwing yourself on God, because you can go to these marriage counselors like we show on the screen, and what you leave with, all this counseling going on uh, in the world, you never get free and all the baggage taken out of your life. But when you put God in the mix, when, you, when the two people throw themselves on God, I'm telling you, the power of God and what He will do in a marriage is amazing. Steve and I, we've been married 46 years, and today's Father's Day. You know, the story I'm telling you Um, our children are all adults and our grandchildren they I mean it's just a story they've heard it's a book I've written but they, they don't even know that man they never knew that man he died years ago the man they know my children respect my children have had a godly example They know what it is to say, Daddy, and know what that means. It's a word that is precious to our children. You know, I stood at my dad's grave, watched him be buried, and I always called him Dad all my life. But you know what was sad? The five children that dad walked out on when we were young. And always we longed for dad to just be a dad to us. Know my name. Make me feel like I have value. Do you know what? He left us and no one showed up for his funeral. None of the women showed up for his funeral. Only the five kids that he never loved. We showed up. I'm telling you, a dad, if you'll step up to the plate, what a powerful ability you have to love your children, love your wife, be a godly man and be faithful. Forgiveness is a choice. You know, you can forgive someone There's people in this world that have never asked. You know, in the ministry, you have people that wound you. But you do out in the working world and things, don't you? And you know, some people never ask for forgiveness. But you need to forgive them, even if they don't ask, for your own self. So that you can move on past the hurt they brought in your life. It is a choice though. The wounded person has to make the decision. Do I park my life here in this hurt? In this marriage, are we gonna park right here? And this is where our marriage is gonna be stuck and we're gonna argue at each other and we're gonna throw it up to each other and I as a woman am gonna drag you through hell. And I'm going to remind you every minute of the mistake you made. Am I going to park in that place? And am I willing to park there? And am I living, willing to stay at that horrible place in my marriage? Park there and throwing it up to the person who hurt me. Is that a good life? Or do I move forward? Choice is the most powerful weapon you have. Where do I want to go in the future? God gave me a vision of what he was going to do with Steve. He said, if you stay in this marriage, I will give you a man you never dreamed you could have. The two people have to decide, can we get past this? Now, if one person decides, I just can't get past it. I have to move on out of the marriage. And I will forgive you, but I have to move on. I can't, I, I'm not staying here with you. Or the decision like I made and that was I looked at Steve and I knew that he was going with God I knew it I saw the difference in him I saw the change immediately I heard him at night in the other room praying out loud He was sleeping in the other room. I wouldn't cook for him. I wouldn't wash his clothes. I wouldn't talk to him. And every time I did pass him in the hallway at the house, I just I let him know he made me sick. You know? But I'd hear Steve praying at night. And he I told you he'd come to me uh, at night and kneel down by the bed and say, Denise, pray for me. Pray for me, Denise. God can't forgive such great sin. And I very nonchalantly lay my hand on his head and say, God, show Steve that you can forgive such great sin. And that's the way I felt. And I did do it just like that because his sin made me mad. Five nights, he came to me on his knees. Pray for me, Denise. Pray for me, Denise. And I'd lay my hand on him and remind God that God is a God of forgiveness. But every time I would hear the voice of God say, But you can't, you can't forgive him, can you, Denise? And I knew what God was saying. Are you going to forgive him? Are you going to just park in this place of pain? And are you going to live this way, Denise, for the rest of your life? Are you going to... Because if I had divorced Steve, what do you think the next man I married would have gotten? He would have been punished for all the things Steve did. The next man I married, boy, I had more baggage to take into the next relationship. Boy, he would have been punished. I mean, I was bad news, you know. So I had to make a decision. Did I want to live in this hellish torment? Did I want to uh, forgive Steve? And did I want this pain to be taken out of me? Was I willing to release to God this hurt? Was I willing to forgive and move on? Now listen to me. Forgiveness, forgiving the other person is not a moment. It is not like, okay, I forgive. Now, I screamed out to God, threw myself on the carpet, and I screamed out, and I said, God, I'm hurting. It hurts. It hurts. And then after I got up from there, I noticed I wasn't hurting. So I went and laid across the bed on my back and tried to hurt. So I laid there and I put lipstick on the girl and vulgared her up. And I tried to make it gross. And I tried to hurt myself with it. And I laid there and I said to God, What is going on? This doesn't hurt. And God spoke and he said, You said it hurt, Denise. I took the hurt away. And I said back, because nobody had ever told me that God could take the hurt away. I said back to God, you you can reach down inside of me. I was a Baptist. I knew I could be born again, water baptized, and join the church. I didn't know a God that could take hurt away. So I was shocked at him. You mean to tell me, you God, you can reach down inside my innermost being and take the hurt away? And he said, you said it hurt. I was amazed. No one had told me about this kind of God. I got up from there and I cleaned the rest of the house and I wasn't hurting. I was in no pain. And all of a sudden, I saw Steve. He came home, sat in his chair reading his Bible. And I looked at him. I thought, my gosh, he's the best looking thing I have seen. (laughs) And I thought, don't look at him. So I went into the kitchen started cooking. Then I walked, I thought, why did he look so good looking? You're supposed to not like him. So I went by and walked down the hallway to glance at him again And he noticed I kept walking back and forth staring at him. And uh, my heart started racing like a school girl. I began to feel this attraction. So I went over because I realized something powerful is happening in our life something we don't understand, something we've never been taught. Something is going on here between us. I knelt down beside him and I told you this. But this is about forgiveness I said Steve I want you to move back into the bedroom and he looked at me and tears welled up in his eyes and he just stared at me for a minute and then he said are you sure are you sure And I looked at him and I said, yes, I'm sure. And he said, today's, look at me. And I looked at him and he said, I want you to understand something. If I ever leave that bedroom, if I come back into that bedroom with you, I'm never leaving again. Do you understand? And I said, I understand. First of all, to a woman That statement was powerful to me. He was saying to me, I'm moving into that bedroom with you. It was like a new, fresh commitment. And he said, I'm never leaving that bedroom again. You should have stayed in that bedroom. Just think what we'd be doing. (laughs) We'd have had a bunch of kids, wouldn't we? (laughs) No, I'm just joking. Um, Anyway, I'm just joking. Um, the two people have to decide can we get past this it takes two if one isn't willing the marriage ain't got a chance just go ahead and go your separate ways but if both people are saying we're going to throw ourselves on God and we're going to work together as a team and we're going to build a marriage it takes two to build a marriage can we get a vision of ourselves together can we get a vision of what our future together can be like do I want to punish the person or do I want to forgive them Am I going to punish him and stay with him and drag him through hell for the rest of our marriage? I watch couples do this all the time. And I just think, one of y'all shoot the other one and get out of the, (laughs) you know, not really. I don't want you to go shoot them. But it's, what was that where the man was up in the tree and the bear was up in the tree and he yelled down something like, somebody get a gun to shoot one of us, let it get us out of our thing. But I've seen couples and I just think, my gosh, they spend in their life arguing. Their whole marriage is just fussing and being on edge with each other. That's not marriage. Do you know the only place the Bible talks about heaven on earth is in the home between two people? That is what God's vision for you in a marriage is, heaven on earth but do you know that you can choose for it to be hell on earth in the marriage you know what I've always thought about Steve that I want if I were to go before him if I pass through this life before he does That I want him to stand and say about me. I mean, I know you could say I was a great mama, (laughs) because I was. And I know you could say she cooked, she did all the things she should do. Because I know I was determined to be faithful. You know, I said to you, I said, faithfulness, when you say someone is unfaithful in the marriage, it's not just somebody had an affair. Is a man faithful providing for his children? That can be unfaithful. Is a woman nagging the stew out of a man? I told you, the Bible said it'd be better that that man have a ball, ball and chain wrapped in, around his neck with a big ball and a heavy chain. And the Bible says it'd be better that that man is thrown, cast into the sea than to be married To a nagging woman. Can you imagine that your husband would be better off drowning in the sea with a ball and chain than to be married to you? Have mercy on him. Have mercy. (laughs) My gosh, that's how strong the Bible is about it. Look at y'all. Y'all took all my time, all of y'all. And now it's 12. Okay. Okay. here's my last thing because I could talk for hours commit to each other to communicate with each other the way God wants you to learn remember this and this is a hard one for everyone everyone has learned how to do this <laughs> true communication when you're dealing with your mate is without great emotion I'm going to tell this real quick when Steve and I were in our 20's and we were still this is before all the confession stuff but we were the typical newlyweds you know I threw milk in his face Uh, we were sitting watching TV and we both had a plate in our lap watching TV and he had a a jelly row he had a hamburger and uh he said something I didn't like and so or I said something he didn't like he took his fist and split my hamburger and it went two different ways wait who had the jelly row oh yeah I had the jelly row so he I split your hamburger was that it when he split... When I split his hair Baby, who had the hamburger? You had the... Anyway, I had the jelly roll. So the hamburger went two different directions. Well, baby, don't... No, y'all, you kids weren't even there. Now listen. Now listen to this. Now listen to this, and then I'm going to hush. Listen to this. So I'm trying to explain to you. Baby... It's my story. I'm rewriting it. Now listen. But now listen to this. Listen to this now. Okay. Now listen to this. Okay, here's the deal. I'm talking about young, immature relationship between a man and a woman. This is immature. So he, somebody split somebody's hamburger. Okay, and it went two different directions. I remember We weren't fussing at each other. We just did the action. Then I looked at Steve, and I had my jelly roll. And he had on shorts. So I smushed it in his leg. Now listen, no talking going on. Just this stuff. So I took the jelly roll, rubbed it in his knee. Then he looked at me, and we both started laughing. Because we realized... How stupid can you get? How stupid is stupid? But all of y'all have done it, and I know it. Y'all can't act innocent. But anyway, so I'm going to close with this. Can the two of you commit to building a marriage and letting God grow you up? I have never seen so many in pastoring. 40 and 50 year old people. That still are immature. In their marriage. I want to tell you something. Put a demand on yourself. Don't put a demand on your partner. Put a demand on yourself. I will grow up. I will be a mature person. I will stop all this foolishness. And I will let God be God in my life. And I will let him build me into the person that he meant for me to be. Get tired of the same old you. And let God change you. You can have what Steve and I have I don't care if you've been married 30 years to that man. You can change. You can change. And I want to tell you this. If one person will let God change them. Listen to the Holy Spirit. He'll tell you how to act. He'll tell you what to say. What the response you will get from the other person will be amazing. I told you how Steve strutted like a rooster after I said what the Holy Spirit said to say to him you get the response and it's amazing okay so you decide are we going to bury this relationship are we going to let God heal it and am I going to do my part you take responsibility for your part don't tell your mate what they have to change what they have to do it is a process I forgave Steve, and a year later, we were off going to college and going through seminary school, and just out of the blue, I had a thought, go in there and ask him, you know, I had a thought, ask him about this and that, and then all of a sudden, I felt that old sick hurt feeling, and when I did, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said to me, that's it. That's it. Every time you feel that pain or that sick feeling of wanting to go accused, he said, that's going to be your spiritual thermometer, thermostat. You run to me, Denise. Because when when you're able to have those thoughts that the devil comes to torment your mind then you're not running to me. You're not yielding to me. You're not giving giving it to me. He said, let that be your thermometer. He said, run to me. And so instead of going into the other room and saying anything to Steve, I said to God, I get it. I get it. Help me, God. And I want to tell you, it really, I would say, it, it was a process, but I would say it took a year. But the, it, the reason it, it was such a, and it wasn't constant. There was no fussing and all this or reminding or dragging him through the pit. But it was God teaching both of us. God, both of us yielding to God. You know, Steve and I had a plaque in our closet that we'd see all the time and it would say home is where each person lives for the other and both live for god steve is my breath my children are my breath it's not about me it's about my love for steve and my children and that and i know that about steve Steve lives for me. He wants to make my life good. And I live for Steve. Home is where each person lives for the other. And both live for God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit ChristianLifeChurch.com.